the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, senior pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning, People's Baptist Church, and welcome to all who have joined us for this live stream worship service on this Sunday morning, coming to us from the sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. We're delighted that you have joined us, and we pray that God's blessing will be upon you and that you'll not only watch this service and hear what the Word of God says, but also to put it into practice. The title of the message today is, What Do You Do in Times of Trouble? What do you do in times of trouble? Trouble is one of the common human experiences like eating, breathing, and feeling. Trouble comes to everyone at some point. If not today, then tomorrow, some hour of trouble, some hour of crisis will come upon us. Job is on target when he says in Chapter 5 and 7 of Job. Man is born to trouble as sparks fly upward. And then in chapter 14 and verse 1, he says, How frail is humanity? How short is life? How full of trouble? Has it not been our experience that just when you think you have got it all together, it falls apart? Has it not been your experience that when you get one problem solved, a dozen more crop up? Just when things begin to run halfway smooth, somebody throws a wrench in the works. Just when you finally are about to get on your feet, somebody pulls a rug from under you. And has it not been our experience that just when the bills are about all paid, some unexpected expense occurs and gets you right back to where you were? And just when you are about to get your head above water, something pulls you back down again. The fact is that there is no way that a human being living in a troubled world in troubled times, can avoid real trouble. 
trouble will find you wherever you are. Just as much as COVID-19 has found us. You see, COVID-19 makes us feel like we are caught in an unexpected hurricane. We feel exposed, vulnerable, unsure of where we are truly safe. The fear of exposure to disease is a new sensation for most of us. We have never faced the reality of an invisible virus that could be lurking around any corner. Normal life activities that once seemed mundane, like running errands or being with friends or, or um, looking forward to um, having the family uh, eat together at Thanksgiving, now make us feel anxious and insecure. Now, Psalm 46, speak to our reaction when life beats us down, when trouble is all around us. Let me mention at this, at this point, because of my uh, interest in the Protestant Reformation, I spent many years studying that and teaching about the Reformation. But um, Martin Luther's hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, is based on Psalm 46. The song has been called the greatest hymn of the greatest man of the greatest period of German history and the battle hymn of the Reformation. But it's a Protestant Reformation we're talking about. In 1517, when Martin Luther placed uh, his the thesis on the church door in, in Wittenberg, the Reformation began. And so yesterday, the 31st of October, uh, was Reformation Day. Because I was working on the Reformation during at least one of my degrees, and my son Paul came along, I decided that I wanted to remember the Reformation uh, when I look at him. So I was working on Theodore Beza, Calvin's successor at Geneva, uh, but I didn't like the word Theodore. So I gave him the name Paul Calvin Roberts. This song, which um, is so well known, was sung at the funeral of President Dwight Eisenhower at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. in March of 1969. The first verse says, A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Or help he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe does seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great, and armed with cruel hate, on earth is not his equal. But back to Psalm 46. Many saints in times of trial have found courage and comfort in this psalm as they rested in the truth that God is our refuge and strength of their present help in trouble. In poetic language, the psalmist describes the way trouble can come to us. He says in verse 2, So we will not fear when earthquakes come and mountains crumble into the sea. 
Sometimes trouble comes with the sheer force and finality of an earthquake. All of a sudden, it's there and there's nothing you can do about it. People who have gone through earthquakes say they don't know of anything else that makes a human being feel quite so helpless. There's no place to go. Sometimes trouble comes to people like that without any warning, with no way of resisting it, and suddenly they find that everything has dropped right out of the bottom of their life. The psalmist uses a second poetic expression in verse 3. He says, let oceans roar and foam, let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. Here he's talking about trouble which comes with the fury of a storm and the force of a flood. This brings to mind the story of Job. Job was a, a great success in his day, the wealthiest man of his time. He had a large family and large everything. You name it and he had it. And Satan uh, wanted to attack him when he, when he thought that uh, he was um, being blessed by God and that if God took away his blessing, then he would curse God. And so he had a word with God about Job's faithfulness. And God gave him permission to test Job. And the ph philosophy of Job is vital to the understanding of trouble. You see, there is Satan. There is a power of evil in the world. Things do happen to us but they always happen under the jurisdiction of God. In other words, God never allows anything to happen to his children outside of what he knows we can cope with. Satan was given permission by God to test Job. He took away everything that he had, all of his children, all of his property, his camels, his, his donkeys, his oxen, all in one day. Then in the end, he even took Job's health. Though it almost drove Job out of his mind, his faith in God remained strong. He triumphed. And in Job 13 and verse 15, Job said, God may kill me, but still I will trust him. And those of us who are familiar with the King James Version, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. The biblical record tells us in Job 42 and verse 12, so the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life even more than in the beginning. Trouble does come sometimes with the force of a flood like it did to Job. But now listen to the psalmist in the 46th Psalm and verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help us in times of trouble. So what do you do in times of trouble? The psalmist gives us three things that we should do. First, take refuge in God in times of trouble. Psalm 46, the first three verses, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. These troubles are a constant companion in life. They will come. They are unavoidable. When they do come, 
where do you turn? How do you respond? The psalmist provides great counsel as to whom and where we should run. He says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. As Christians, this is where we begin. This is foundational. It is an anchor for the soul. Knowing this is key to the Christian life. God is our hope. This is what we cling to. Note the tense of the verb. God is present tense. Not God was, not God will be. God is today, right now. What is he? Our refuge, which means protection, a place of shelter and safety. Yes, trouble comes into all of our lives, but we can seek refuge in the Lord. He protects us in times of trouble. Proverbs 18 and 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. This idea is expressed many times in the Bible. For example, in Psalm 18 and verse 2, we read, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me and my place of safety. Do you run to the Lord when troubles come? If not, you should. It's when we are shaken or wronged, when we get upset, blindsided, when faced with difficulties, who or what are you, you are trusting in will show through. When you are faced with something that makes you feel like the ground is falling out from under you, when things that you thought you could count on start slipping away, when you feel like a rowboat in a hurricane, then, well, what can you hold on to? What remains constant and true? For someone who doesn't believe in the God of the Bible, I don't know what or where their help comes from. But for believers, we have in verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Can you look back in your life and see how God has been there even in the most difficult circumstance of your life? Oh, we need to remember how good God has been to us. In whatever shape troubles come, we will not fear. Large or small, big or little, we have a refuge. We have a present help in the Lord. There's no way troubles can come into a believer's life and be greater than the strength of God to enable us to survive it. There is no way troubles can come our way outside of the permissive will of God. Satan can throw all the forces of hell at us, but God is our strength. Our Lord is adequate for whatever circumstances we face. The psalmist knew he didn't have to reach further than the tips of his fingers to be able to lay hold of the hand of God. 
But as a New Testament believer, we don't even have to reach that far. For the God who loves us, who sent Christ to die on the cross for us, and who raised him up and put him into our life, is alive within us. You can't get anybody more present than that. He is in you. So the first thing to do in times of trouble is to take refuge in God who is the strength of your life. But secondly, lean on God who is always present in times of trouble. Look at verses 4 through 6. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. Now there's a dramatic change in tone and atmosphere beginning with verse 4. From earthquakes and raging waters, we suddenly are brought into the presence of a marvelous river and a holy city. The majestic power of God is displayed in a river of life, gladness, holiness, and sovereignty that flows from the city of God. The term city of God in the Old Testament refers to Mount Zion, the the place where the temple uh, was going to be. Mount Zion, Jerusalem, is a place where God would reside among his people. But in the New Testament, city of God is another term given for the church of Jesus Christ. The church composed of born-again people is the city of God where the Most High dwells. What do you do in times of trouble? First, you recognize that God is your refuge and you take refuge in him. Two, you recognize that God is very much alive in the fellowship of his people, the church. In the fellowship of his people, there is concern and compassion because God dwells in us. If you want to know the presence of God in the church, wait until trouble comes and see the concern, the compassion, and support you will receive from fellow believers. I've heard people brought back from serious illness or who have suffered the loss of a loved one speak time and time again about the support they received from the church, our church, which is the local expression of the city of God. You need the support of brothers and sisters in Christ when troubles come. I pity those who do not have a church family to stand by them and to pray for them in their hour of crisis. And since, the, since COVID-19 began, we have been meeting for the past um, 20, uh, probably 27 or 28 weeks every Sunday at 6 o'clock with between 70 and 100 of our members as we share what's going on and pray for one another and hear the testimonies of God's grace and mercy to his people. But where else in this society can one find support, concern, compassion, love, and forgiveness as in the church where God is alive and active in and through his people? You see, God in his providence has brought us together 
So let us bear one another's burdens, build each other up, encourage each other, grieve with those who grieve and rejoice with those who rejoice. There's no other institution like the church. The church is a hope of the world because in the church, that is in the people of God, we're not talking about a building, but in the church, that's where God is present in in and among his people. The psalmist says in verses 7 and 11, The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. In a world full of fears, wars, coronavirus, and a thousand uncertainties, the Christian can draw special courage and comfort from this psalm. Though all else is shaken, God is our unshakable unchangeable refuge in whom we hide until the trouble is past. Our refuge is a person, not a place. Whatever personal catastrophe you face could be a major health problem, the death of a loved one, the loss of a job, emotional problems, relational conflicts, or whatever. God is bigger than your problems. He is an ever-present help and the source of safety for his people. To look around us is to be distressed. To look within us is to be depressed. But to look to God is to be blessed. For there is safety in our sovereign Lord, the rock of ages. But thirdly, stay calm in times of trouble. Verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. This is a key verse in in Psalm 46. What are we to do when the situation overwhelms our human resources? When the enemy comes in like a flood? The Lord says, be still and know that I am God. After affirming that God can be trusted, even when the mountains give way, the psalmist calls us to cease our striving. Be still means literally to stop, to cease our frantic going to and fro, and simply to rest, to relax. Relax. Sometimes we talk too much when hard times come, as if by talking we will find a way out of our hard times. When life is falling apart, I know that it's hard to be still. It's hard to remember that God is God. We want to do more. We want to be more in control. We want to slow down. We don't want to slow down and be still. If anything, we want to speed up. But God says, be still and know that I am God. When trouble comes, quiet yourself before God. Quiet your soul. Spend time at the feet of the master in quiet submission, waiting on him. See what he has for you in the storm. Ask what he wants you to learn. To relax in the Lord means we are going to have to resist the natural impulse to worry, to struggle, and to fuss about our troubles. Be still, anxiety and fear. 
For God says in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Relax in the Lord's saints. Stay calm, for we serve a God who can change adverse circumstances. We serve a God who can pardon disappointing failures. We serve a God who can perform astounding impossibilities. And we serve a God who can supply all of our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Relax in the Lord, fellow believers. We serve a God who can scatter our worst fears, resolve stubborn doubts, hear the prayers of his people, and answer those prayers. Yes, we serve a God who can strengthen our weaknesses, clear frustrations, still life storms, command devils and demons, and loose us from bondage and shackles. Remember that God's purpose in allowing troubles to come into our lives is to help us, not to hurt us, to bless us, not to burden us, to develop us, not to destroy us, to refine us, not to ruin us, to train us, and not to torment and torture us. As long as we are living in this sinful world, accidents will occur, sickness will develop, tears will flow, obstacles will arise, and tragedies will strike. But we can be assured that God will see us through, for he is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Without God being a refuge and strength, burdens become too heavy to bear. Sorrows become too great to handle. Battles become too difficult to fight. Trials become too hard to withstand, and suffering becomes too severe to endure. Thank God for the assurance of his word that we have a refuge in him. When troubles come, when problems arise, when failures occur, when grief grips us and when we don't know what to do, God will take care of his own. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www. .pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 10:30 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.